seen Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 123 of Curry in the Pot. I'm back again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back with another episode, man. This is episode number 123. If you missed my last episode, man, make sure you go check that out. I believe that was uh, with my guy B. Jones. I'm pretty sure that was with him. And um, B. Jones, that's that's correct, right? I was with you last time. But um, we did a we did an NFL free agency special, and it was cool, man. We dropped some gems. We talked about all the moves that have happened. That first wave of free agency is all over. So if you miss my last episode, episode number one twenty two, it was a free agency special with my guy B. Jones, the co-producer of Curry in the Pot. Like I said, man, without B. Jones, man, I'm nothing. Uh, he helped me start this whole thing. So, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the show with my do-rag, man. <laughs> my man Zeke said, he said, Jersey buying Kobe, hoodie mellow, mask Kyrie, and now do-rag Mike. <laughs> I appreciate the love, man. Um, And game six, Klay Thompson, too. But, yeah, man, I'm in here, man. I'm doing, doing something a little different, man. I've never done a live mailbag. I've always, you know, done a mailbag and promoted it and said, you know, send me questions, send me questions. And I always get a tremendous amount of support on the mailbag. So I figured, you know, why not do a live mailbag? You know, since the quarantine going on, everybody's home. So uh, for you for you all that are right here with me right now, I really, really appreciate it, man. I got a tremendous amount of love for each and every one of you that are currently here. Uh, I know some people, some more people going to come through. They're going to stop by uh, and they're going to hear it when this thing drop. Uh, but for you people that came early, you guys arrived on time. I genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. So this is a live mailbag. Um, feel free to, you know, chime in and send questions, man. Uh, each and every one of you that are here, send questions. Uh, I'm mainly taking sports related questions, but if you want to ask me, you know, about life, I'm going to answer everything that's not super personal. So, we're going to hop right into that. But um, my guy, Relly Rell, was the first one in here. My guy, Mr. Terrell Willis. We did an episode a while back, man. And he has his own league. Um, the one league. Um, it's a, a summer basketball league, man. And it's done in Laurel, Maryland. Uh, you know, where he grew up, man. I had the pleasure of checking it out. But he was the first person to send the question. So, uh... It wasn't really a question, but it, it was a statement. So, but but I feel like this is a topic that I should touch on. So, he said to me, he said the Redskins got to take Chase, no question. He's referring to Chase Young, Ohio State edge rusher, um, a guy that I also know. Um, but yeah, he said the Redskins got to take Chase Young, no question. I believe him, man. I completely agree. And it was actually a report. Earlier today that I saw about Jason Lockenfora, he said that the Redskins, he's hearing the Redskins may trade down. Now, I I think that is a, a huge mistake. I think is a it will be a big mistake if the Redskins do that. Um, yes, they already have, yes, they have plenty of holes, and yes, they do have some players on the defensive line, but I view Chase Young and not even just being biased, but I view him as a generational pass rusher. Um, I view this guy as the best player in the entire draft. And this draft is really, really good. And, and it's great in a lot of places. You know, guys like Isaiah Simmons are here. We know Joe Burrow. We know Tua's in this draft. We know a, a bevy of wide receivers. You know, the Jerry Judys and the CeeDee Lambs and the Henry Ruggs. 
are all in this draft, man. It's a lot of players, man. It's a, it's a good offensive line class as far as offensive tackles are concerned. Um, but I think the Redskins have to take Chase Young. This is a selection that they can't get wrong. Um, this is a guy that's from the DMV. Um, the guy has 16 and a half sacks, led the nation in sacks, while also serving a two-game suspension against um, very, very bad teams, uh, including Maryland and the likes of Rutgers. And I think he, if he had played in both of those games, he would have easily had 20 sacks on the season. I mean, this guy was a defensive player that was a Heisman finalist. Let, let, let that sink in. This guy was a defensive player that was a Heisman finalist. I believe the last guy to do that to be a finalist as a defensive player was Manti Teo. But the last guy to actually win that award was Charles Woodson. And that was a very long time ago. But I think Chase Young is a guy that you you, you can't he's a can't miss guy and he's going to easily elevate the defense. And I just think they can't really go wrong on that. So, uh, Rail, appreciate that question slash topic. I appreciate that. Um, uh, B. Jones said, what do you think? Um, what do you think is the status of the NFCs? What you mean by that? You mean who I think is the best or or who I think the NFC East is going to run through? Um, I, I would say the Cowboys are the best team. Well, as far as talent goes, they have, you know, they're always going to have their great talent. They have Dak. They have Zeke. Um, they have Amari Cooper. Um, they still have those good players on the offensive line. Um, yeah, man, Tateo was a joke, man. Um, with that whole hoax thing, man, he was wilding. But the Cowboys also added some players like... Uh, Gerald McCoy, uh, Don Terry Poe. Um, they did lose Byron Jones. Um, but um, they still got those great linebackers, you know, Leighton Van Der Esch and uh, Jalen Smith. They still got those guys. So they still have uh, Demarcus Lawrence as well. They still have a bunch of talent. Um, the hierarchy after free agency. Okay, I guess you're referring to the NFC East too. But yeah, man, I still think as far as talent goes, you still have the Cowboys. Then, um, oh yeah, they got Greg the Leg too. Uh, shout out to my guy Jalen. They just I got two Jalen's in here now. Uh, my boy Jalen Houchins and my boy Jalen Hunter. Shout out to y'all for tuning in. But um, yeah, they got they got Greg the Leg, and um, I thought that was a sneaky pickup too, because um, they've always they've had kicker woes for the last few years, even before they released Dan Bailey. That that's why they released him because he he wasn't doing too well. Then they had Brett Maher, and then they had like a bunch of random dudes too, like a bunch of random dudes. Um, but yeah, Greg Zerline is a that's a, that's a sneaky move. Um, I think, you know, you also got to, I think the Eagles and the Cowboys are on the same level. Um, I did talk about the Eagles a couple of weeks ago um, when I did the free agency pod with B. Jones. And um, if they just think that they could run it back, getting Deshaun Jackson back healthy, I mean, more power to you. I don't think that's necessarily the recipe um, for success. Um, it just doesn't seem like it. Um, but, I mean, this is a veteran team. It's a team that has, you know, been to the Super Bowl. You know, most of the guys, they did lose Malcolm Jenkins, who was, excuse me, who was the heart and soul of that defense and, uh, you know, that anchor in the secondary. Um, I'm going to talk about the Ronald Darby thing in a minute. Um, he also just went to the Redskins. He was, um, I remember people make it seem like, you know, this was so long ago, but when the Eagles had Ronald Darby, um, he was he was banged up. He he was banged up pretty much his whole tenure for the Eagles. But um, they were clamoring for this guy to come back. Uh, that year they made it to the Super Bowl, and um, he just had some injury problems, man. 
But um, I would say the hierarchy is definitely Cowboys, Eagles. I think the Cowboys and the Eagles are on the same level. So, like, whoever wins the division is going to be, like, really close. And then um, after free agency, um, the Giants made some solid, some solid moves. Um, I like the James Bradbury pickup. They also um, tagged Leonard Williams. I believe they did a couple more things, too. My guy Zeke could tell me better than I can say it right now. Uh, Zeke, who else did the uh, Giants pick up in free agency? Um, yeah, Jayla, I just talked about how the draft is loaded at free agents. I mean, the, the draft is loaded at receiver. I'm all over the place. Um, but, yeah, I do think the Eagles do need to um, acquire another receiver. I definitely think that would be ideal for them, and that that would be a smart move and a, a really good investment, too, because this is a – I think that I definitely think the Eagles gonna draft at least one receiver because this class is so loaded. And I'm talking about after Judy and after Ruggs and after CeeDee Lamb. I'm talking talking beyond that, man. It's just so many guys. And um But uh after the Eagles, I would say, ooh, I like that question too. Um, I'm gonna get to you, my guy Jalen. Host of the unpopular podcast. Shout out to him. I'm gonna get to you in a minute. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm ranking the hierarchy of the NFC East. Um, this is an earlier question asked by B. Jones. Um, so I would say the um, Giants and the Redskins, they're pretty much on the same level. Um, I got so many questions. <laughs> B. Jones said the Eagles need a technician, like a, 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 a pure route runner, like an Emmanuel Sanders type. Um, one of those crafty receivers. Um the Giants and the Redskins, they're about on the same level, for real, for real. They both have a lot of question marks. The Redskins, they do have some because you have Dwayne Haskins, but um, you didn't upgrade the offense in any way, shape, or form besides adding more running backs, which I don't really get. Peyton Barber and uh, J.D. McKissick, I don't... I mean, I understand picking up at least one of those guys, but... I mean, whatever. I mean, this was a team that struggled to score a touchdown late in the season last year. So I don't really understand why they didn't pick up another wide receiver. Um, they did go after they did go after Amari Cooper, um, but he stayed in Dallas. So but I, I just don't get that they didn't add another they just didn't add another receiver. I just I just don't really get it. They didn't really upgrade the offense as far as through the air to help um, Dwayne Haskins, who's going to be pretty much making his first full year as a starter. So I, I don't really know what the Redskins, uh, as for the Giants, they have a little bit more of an identity. Um, because Daniel Jones, we saw flashes of what Daniel Jones was able to do. Um, you got Saquon Barkley, who I think he's the best running back in football. Um, you know, you got, you got CMC and you got Ezekiel Elliott, but, um, Saquon Barkley is different. Um, so, yeah, they got him. Um, Evan Ingram at tight end. Um, what's that receiver that came on late last year, man? Uh, Slayton. Slayton, he's nice. He's solid right there. Um, I, I, I think the Giants just have a little bit more of an identity. So, I'm going to just go with that. Um and they do have a hot pick, so they may pick up. I don't know what's going to happen in this draft. I just feel like some shakeups might happen. It's, it's going to be a Redskins nightmare if the Giants somehow get Chase Young. Like, if the Redskins trade uh, trade down or if they just do something stupid, which they're prone to do, then that could easily happen. Um, 
So what? What, what else? What was I? At? Oh yeah, the, the Giants just have more of an identity than the Redskins. Like like B. Jones said, the Redskins just have too many question marks. So I just don't really know. I mean, Ron Rivera is coming in. Jack Del Rio is also coming in. So I expect the defense to be pretty sound, um, at the least. Um, so. Yeah, man, that that'll be my hierarchy for the NFC East. Let me scroll up. I appreciate all the love y'all y'all put in the comments, man. Appreciate it. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, oh, my guy Jalen Houchins. He said, um, "Do I like the skin signing Ronald Darby for one year for a meal?" Uh, I mean, I think it's a solid move. Um, they did just trade Quentin Dunbar to the Seahawks, so. That era is gone. Um, it seems like Ron Rivera is like a, a you know a no nonsense dude. Like you're either with us or you you're, you're not gonna be here. So I do like that approach. I mean I do feel like it could have tried to get more than a fifth for Quinn Dunbar, but um he missed like 12 games in like the last two years, so that's a lot. Um, but they did sign Ronald Darby. They did sign Kendall Fuller. So I I think you just need to add more bodies. I mean he's a DMV guy. So I'm sure he's happy to be home. Um, as soon as I seen it, uh, Dwayne Haskins was saying DMV. So I'm sure he likes that move as well. Um, but, I mean, I think it's a solid move, man. You're adding depth, and it's one year for a million. So it's not costly. It doesn't hurt you. Uh, I'm sure, like, the deal is easy. You could release him if you don't really like how it's panning out. So solid move. Um, next up, let's see. Oh, okay. My guy, Jalen Hunter, host of the Unpopular Podcast. He had a question. He said, who gets picked up first, Jameis or Cam? Mm, that's tough. Um, That's tough. Because um, it looks like the league is souring on Cam Newton. And it's crazy, man. The guy just won MVP five years ago. But it looks like the league is, is souring away from him. I don't know if his ego is too big. Um... He hasn't really been healthy as of you know as of the last couple of years. Um, Jameis Winston, I think you know if he didn't throw thirty interceptions, he would definitely have been signed. Um, ooh, that's tough though, man. That's tough, and I'm pretty sure they both have offers to be like a backup right now. Um, I'm gonna say Jameis. I'm gonna say Jameis, and I could be wrong. I mean, I'm rooting for everybody that's black, so I hope they both get picked up sooner rather than later. Uh, but I'm going to have to say Jameis. Um, who's next? Um, my guy, Jalen Houghton, said uh, Emmanuel Sanders to Nola. I like that move. I really like that a lot. Um, I really like that move, man, because um, the Saints have always lacked that number two guy. And Michael Thomas is quietly became not even quietly like it's loud he, he he's he's arguably one of the best he's arguably the best receiver in the league not even one of the best we all know that man he just broke Marvin Harrison's record for most receptions in a in the uh, NFL season so i think picking up a guy like Emmanuel Sanders who is a technician like me B Jones and my guy Jeff we say is a technician he he can run every route um guys really good man i'm surprised the 49ers let him get away um, but, I mean, they got money to pay to a lot of guys, so. But I do like Emmanuel Sanders on the, on the Saints, man. That's that's deadly, man. And Drew Brees is coming back. Uh, see a lot of talk about the Redskins in here. 
Everybody, everybody, I know, man. The Redskins suck, man. They need to get it together. Um, what's next? Hey, bro, stop saying y'all need to trade Trent Williams, bro. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a Redskins fan, bro. I don't got no team, man. Y'all know I'm a Mahomes guy. I'm not, I'm not a Skins fan, bro. Don't, don't even, don't associate Mike Curry, man, with no, with no um, mediocrity, man. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. I'm always had love for my hometown team. But um, come on, man. Come on, man. Let's see what y'all talking about. Yeah, B. Jones, I agree, man. The Bears should have got Cam Newton. It just didn't make sense to go pick up Nick Foles in that horrible contract. Um, y'all funny, man. Y'all funny in these comments, man. Um Yeah, B. Jones say Manuel Sanders always been underrated. Um Bears need to trade Khalil Mack while he got value. That's valid right there. That's valid. Um, would the Skins trade the number two overall pick for OB? Hell no. <laughs> would they trade the second overall pick for OBJ in the second round? That's a heist, bro. <laughs> I didn't mean to say hell no, because I usually don't really talk like that on the pod. But uh, that would be a heist for the Browns. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> that would be a heist for the Browns, but nah, nah, don't do that, man. <laughs> Not number two for Odell. Not number two for Odell. Man, I love Odell, too. Y'all know I do, man. But nah, hell no. <laughs> um, Okay. Yeah, Browns would do that in the heartbeat. <laughs> hey, that was funny, bro. Um... <laughs> Um, Takira has a question. She said, when do you think the NBA will return? How do you think Adam Silver is going about handling the pandemic? Um, okay. So to answer the first part of your question, I have no idea. Um, you know, we in the DMV area, um, except for my guy Zeke who lives in Cali, but Cali, Cali's been shut down, but, um, the DMV area just shut down. Um, I really don't know, man. It's just all about when they do resume, because a lot of these guys have been getting clear. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, um, Marcus Smart has got clear. Um, Christian Wood has got clear. No word on KD. Um, and the Lakers players had coronavirus too, but we never heard any names. So I don't know. But um, I guess it will first depend on when they do resume. Are they going to resume without fans? I would assume, yes, they will. Um... And I don't, I really don't know, man. I'm just hoping sooner rather than later. It's March, the end of March. April is literally getting ready to begin um, in a couple of days. So hopefully, May, June, hopefully, hopefully, man. I'm just hoping sooner rather than later. How do I think Adam Silver is going about handling the pandemic? I think he's, he's, doing, he's doing a phenomenal job, man. Adam Silver has been a phenomenal commissioner ever since he first became commissioner ever since he first succeeded david stern um we know about the whole donald sterling thing and just the way he's let he lets players um speak and act on you know social issues and i love that about adam silver but i think you know just like you know the other things that i've named he's been doing an exceptional job with handling that um that was a great question by the way shout out to ty Shout out to this Tykira Carter, host of the Life After podcast. Y'all got to make sure y'all check that out if you haven't already. Uh, she just dropped the episode, I believe, a couple of days ago, within the last week. She definitely dropped one. So go check that out, man.
Um, make sure I go check out her work, man. She came on Curry in the Pot multiple times. Uh, go check out her work, man. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, Bink just stepped in here, y'all. <laughs> um, Let's see. All right. Jalen said, if the NBA doesn't come back this year, who's more at risk of leaving their current team, AD or PG? Ain't, um, ain't Paul George locked up for a minute? Any uh, he's on the contract for like at least another year, right? But um, Anthony Davis not leaving, bro. Anthony Davis not leaving. Come on, he's not leaving, bro. If he leaves, I I really don't know what he's chasing. I, it would be beyond me. The Lakers, as current as you know, currently constructed, they are the number one seed in the West. Will they win the title if the NBA resumes? I don't know. I don't know. I think it'll be either, you know, them, the Clippers, or the Bucks. Um, but AD ain't leaving, man. He ain't leaving. I, I, I really don't see it. And I'm not I'm not even just saying that from a biased standpoint. I just don't don't see it, bro. But the question is, if he's leaving, what is he chasing? What is he chasing? He got money. He got <laughs> he got a um he, he's in pursuit of a championship. He's in LA. He got what he asked for. So, yeah. Next question. Um, if KD returns for the playoffs, can Brooklyn make? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I couldn't even finish the question because absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yo, I seen something that was like uh, when the NBA resumes, <laughs> the Nets going to play the Bucks in the first round and the, and the Nets going to win because KD and Kyrie going to both come back. But yeah, man, if KD come back, absolutely, bro. He the second best, if not the best player in the league. Um, went healthy before he went down. What he was doing um, from a historic standpoint, what he was doing um, for Golden State, man, when they were playing the Clippers in the first round last year, putting up 46 and just crazy, man. The league missed, the league needs KD, man, for real. Uh, but hypothetically, because I guess that question is more of a hypothetical, uh, could they make noise? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, my guy Jalen Hunter just sent out another question. He said, "Take talent of it. Who's more important to their new team, KD or Kawhi?" Who? Um, I'm gonna say KD. Um, because I mean, I'm gonna say KD, but not by like a landslide or anything. But when I look at the Clippers, um, this was a team that already made the playoffs last year. Um, they are they they took the Kevin Durant Warriors to a thrilling six-game series in the first round last year. So, when I look at it from that standpoint, yes, Kawhi Leonard is important because, you know, he's a, a multiple-time Finals MVP, and we all know what he just did with the Raptors. We, we know that. But um, when I look at the Nets, um, Kyrie Irving only played 20 games, but um, if they had KD, um, this team wouldn't be below 500. Um, fire coach and all. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be below 500. So, um, more important to their new team, I'm going to say KD, but it's not about like a country mile or anything. That's just my opinion on it. And I think, you know, it's real close. Um, next. Ty said, if Anthony Davis leaves, I'll cry too, man. I will, I will personally host another IG live and I will cry for y'all to see. Um, let's see. Bucks and seven. All right. 
Ooh, start one, bench one, cut one. So I'm assuming this is Prime Steph, Prime Steve Nash, and Prime CP3. Um, I would start Steph, um, bench CP3, cut Steve Nash. No, there's no knock on Steve Nash, bro. But bro, I won the MVP averaging like averaging like 15 and 11. <laughs> like, bro, that's not happening in this this NBA. And I know his teams were nice. And I know they were winning 60 games and all of that. But he, he took an MVP from Kobe when Kobe averaged 35 and 05, 06. And he took another MVP from Shaq, who was killing on the heat. Um, But, yeah, start one, bench one. Y'all know I don't even like Steph like that. But start one, bench one. Start Steph. Bench CP3. Um, and uh, cut Steve Nash. Um, All-time best, pop or feel? Mm. Um, I gotta say Greg Popovich, and here's why. They already know I got mad love for Phil Jackson. Um, keep the questions coming, bruh. That's my point, B. Jones. 18 and 11, bruh. But you know how many players in the league are averaging that? Come on, man. But, um, Let's see, start one, bench one. But I believe one year he averaged like 15 or 16 in one MVP, bro. I was just looking this up a couple weeks ago. But at all-time best, sorry to get off topic. Excuse me. Um, Pop or Phil? I'm going to say Greg Popovich. Um, I know the Spurs aren't what they used to be at this present moment. But um, Greg Popovich has proven to win in different eras. Um, he won, was it 99, I believe, or 2000? Um, uh, <laughs> he won like he, he's won in multiple eras. We know about the early 2000s, um, even after David Robinson. So they won with Tim Duncan and David Robinson. They won after that with, um, you know, Duncan, um, Parker, and Ginobili. You know, they won in like 05, 07, 2014. Like they beat, they blew out LeBron James in his prime. <laughs> like, that's that's like. They blew out LeBron in his prime. And they should have beat the Heat in the 2013 finals. That was uh, just on NBA TV like the other day, the whole series on Sunday, matter of fact. Or Saturday, one of them. But that whole 2013 series was on, as a matter of fact. But um, I'll say Greg Popovich, he's proven to win in different eras. Um, and then Phil Jackson, he only won with... He, I mean, he... He won with he only won with Michael and he only won with Kobe. So I mean, give give Greg Popovich those guys. You know? Just look at it like that. And I know, I know Tim Duncan is all time great, top ten player of all time. But um I mean Phil Jackson had he had Michael and Kobe, so I'm gonna just leave that there. Um what's next? Uh Julio or A B. Ooh, um, this is tough. And um, I meant to hit B. Jones up about this early. I, I want to see A.B. back in the league. I do. I want to see him back in the league. I know he's been labeled as poison and toxic, of course, for obvious reasons. But um, um, I'm, I would still go Julio, bro. Julio do what A.B. does, but he's taller and no homo. He's bigger. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, yeah, man, he's just a... He's just a freak, yo. Know? He's a freak of nature. So uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Julio. Um, <laughs> B. Jones said call. God. It's close though. It's it's 
Ooh, it's close, man. Because, bro, what A.B. was doing was sick, man. But I want to see him. I just want to see A.B. back in the league, man. Ooh, man. A.B. from a raw winning standpoint was sick, man. I know I know he's been off the rails mentally and all of that stuff. But uh, ah, I'm going to say I'm gonna say Julio, man, by a little bit. Um, my guy, Ben, 14-year-old Phenom, said, Would you rather have the Grizzlies' young core or the Pelicans' young core? Now, you want to know I'm way too biased to answer a question like this because the Pelicans' young core is the former Lakers' young core. So, you know where I'm going with this. Um, shout out to John Morant, though, and Jaron Jackson Jr. and um, Dylan Brooks, uh, Brandon Clark. Those guys have been hooping. Um, but, um, you know, you factor together the, the, the former Laker crew, as I just talked about, Lonzo, B.I., Josh Hart. And you pair that with Zion, who, if he would have played the whole year, who knows, you know, where the Pelicans would be. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jackson Hayes is there. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Um, they have a bunch of ta- young talent. But uh, I'm kind of the wrong guy to ask this question because, like I said, my opinion is, is already biased on this. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with the Pelicans young core. But it's close. It's close. Um... Jalen said Harrison Barnes is trash. Just wanted to say that. I remember we were talking about this on the round table on your on your panel on the end of the decade. And we were just, we had like we were talking about how the Cavs came back from the 3-1, but we were just talking about how bad Harrison Barnes was in that series. We kind of talked about Harrison Barnes for a little minute, man. So if, if that guy could have just made half of the shots that he missed wide open, Cavs don't even come down from 3-1. They don't even come back from that. Um is Melo overrated to you? Um, are you saying from an all-time standpoint, or just is he just overrated? Um, I don't think so. I love Melo. Um, I, lo- I need some more wine. Um, shout out to Bartoneri. I gotta get y'all some. But um, is Melo overrated to me? I'm guessing you're saying from uh from all time. Oh, I don't think so. Um. I mean, if we want to, if he if he would have won a championship or been on a championship team, not even just lead a team to a championship, but been on a championship team, we're looking at him completely different. Um, you know, narratives change really, really quickly. But I don't think Melo is overrated. I mean, we just look at, um, just look at his whole career of playing basketball. What he did in the Final Four. What he did, you know, leading Syracuse to a national championship. To coming into the league with the Denver Nuggets, man, and just. Just been a flat-out scorer, man. Cornrow Mello was different. You know what I'm saying? And um, it kind of sucks the way his career has shifted. Um, B. Jones just said A.B. I got to think about this, man. I don't know, bro. I don't know. But um, back to the Mello thing. Um, I don't think he's overrated, though, man. He's one of the best offensive players of this generation, maybe even all time. Um, so... With that being said, I don't think you could could ever be overrated. Um, what else do I want to say about Melo? Um, you know, could he have been a better defender? Absolutely. You know, taking defense more serious? Absolutely. Could he have not re-upped with the Knicks and went to go join LeBron? Absolutely. But um, I don't think he's overrated. Um, okay, B. Jones, I see a case for A.B. over Julio. Um, I need some more questions, guys. I'm running out. Jalen got another question for me. Has LeBron surpassed MJ in Hall of Fame? 
Yeah, MJ and F- Oh, and Fame. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, LeBron has, um, he has, he has social media and stuff like that to his advantage. Um, and what I mean by that is, he has social media to his advantage. Um, like he he has that he has the social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, TikTok. He's on TikTok dancing with his kids. Um, he had all of that stuff, and he's only what thirty five years old, and he had all of that stuff. <laughs> he has all that stuff working, you know, to his advantage. And um, I love you know what he did for you know the whole state of Ohio and even the I Promise School. So as far as fame. Um, yeah, you could say LeBron. I mean, people still copping Jordans, you know, every week that they come out. So, you know, it's kind of pick your poison. But, I mean, I guess you could say today LeBron has social media to his advantage. So, yeah, Michael didn't have that. He had newspapers as the main media outlet as long with radio and TV. So, um, Melo and AI let me down too. I think we all can say that, but uh, I'm glad they lost to Kobe in 09, though. <laughs> um, does Larry Fitzgerald get more love only because of longevity? Nah, man. Larry Fitzgerald, this guy is a definition. He's the definition of technician. And what I mean by technician is he can run every route. He rarely has dropped. He rarely drops the ball. He has more tackles than drops. More tackles than drops in his career. Um, yes, he's been around for a long time, but he, t- he takes care of his body. So I don't think he gets to, you know love because um, cause um longevity. Nah, man, he he's been doing he's been doing this for a really long time, man. And uh, he's always been consistent. He's always been consistent, man. And he even played with a bunch of trash QBs. I'm talking after um, Kurt Warner. He had like. John Skelton throwing them passes, you know what I'm saying? Think like Drew Stanton, like a bunch of different dudes throwing him passes. Um, hey yo, I gotta address this, yo. <laughs> Somebody said the other day, I think Stefan Diggs has started this whole top five receiver thing, and he said, like, uh, I don't know, I know Rice Moss and T.O. were the obvious ones, but somebody said, I wish I could find the tweet. He was like Rice, Moss, T.O., somebody, somebody. And then he said honorable mention, Andre Johnson. And I sent that to Jalen Hunter, too. Like, bro, Andre Johnson? Now, don't get me wrong. Andre Johnson was nice on the, you know, Steve Slayton, Matt Schaub teams. He was cool, bro. But top five? And he said he had um he had him over A.B. and Ocho Cinco. And he said the only reason why he had Andre Johnson that high is because of, qu- of quarterbacks? <laughs> Bro, come on, man. Antonio Brown, if he retires today, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Julio, going to the Hall of Fame, he retires today. Um, Chad Ochocinco is one of the best. Um, he probably has the best route running in the history of football. Um, y'all are stupid with these questions. <laughs> but yeah, man, that question was, I mean, I can't believe bruh said that, bruh. <laughs> he said Andre Johnson <laughs> honorable mention so he said Andre Johnson was his top 6 wide receiver of all time that's something um next do you think 
three teams can come from the NFC West? Absolutely. Um, it's been quite some time that we've seen three teams come out of a division. But um, there's, there's four good teams, and I believe the Cardinals are a team on the rise. Um, they could um, maybe be sneaky this upcoming season. But uh, like you said, man, we got the 49ers, the reigning champions of the division, the Seahawks, who also made the playoffs, and the Rams, who just missed the playoffs by a couple of games because they couldn't get out of their own way and because people caught on to Jared Goff and that he's a play-action QB. Um, and then you got the Cardinals, who just picked up DeAndre Hopkins, um, and I think they're poised for a good draft. And uh, Kyler Murray will be in year two. And uh, I mean, he got some weapons now. Christian Kirk, as well as Nuke, as well as Larry Fitzgerald, Andy Isabella, another guy. And they also just um, re-upped with, what's the running back name? Kenyon Drake on a um, on a transition tag. So he'll be back next year. Um, the defense, it's like a young defense. It's like a young defense, but I think they'll I think they'll make some noise. Maybe not make the playoffs, but they'll definitely surprise some people. I do think the 49ers will be back. I don't think they'll fall off a cliff. Um, they do have a, a top like 12 or 13 pick. So I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with that pick. Rams, I just don't know. They just let go of Todd Gurley. They did pick up some running backs the last couple of years. Maybe they'll pick up another one in this year's draft. Um then you got the Seahawks, man. You can never count on Russell Wilson, um, who was the MVP runner-up last year after Lamar Jackson's um, fantastic season. Um, but Russell Wilson, the guy you can never count out. So I do think the NFC West is going to be a gauntlet this year, and it's going to be the best division in football this season. Um, NFC South is going to be pretty good. Tom Brady's in that division now. Um, NFC East is always interesting. Um, NFC North is usually a good one, Packers and Vikings. Um, that was my dad yawning, by the way. Um, AFC West, uh, it's a solid division. There's some solid divisions out there. Um, moving on. Um, Ben Simmons top fifteen. That's a joke, bro. <laughs> hey, Zeke said that on the roundtable podcast, bro. I, I know Jalen and B Jones and Zeke remember this. <laughs> It was a moment. I don't mean to put Zeke on the spot or nothing, but I, I get what he was saying, but I didn't get I don't. He was saying because Ben Simmons does a lot of things at an elite level besides shoot, and he is a really good passer, really good defender, and um, but he kind of lost me when he said top 15. Like, maybe top 25, but top 15, nah, bro. You miss me. I just didn't agree with that. It was like a moment on that podcast where uh, – Zeke was like, I think Ben Simmons is uh, maybe top 15. And then, like, it was just, like, awkward silence for a second. And then everybody was like, nah, bro, nah. So, uh, uh, thanks for bringing up that old memory, Bing. Um, what was the most memorable sporting moment in your life? Do you mean, like, at a live game? Like, at a live event? Because, um, I mean, I've been to some live games. Um... Went to Kobe's last game in D.C. Um, I went to a triple overtime game. Um, Phoenix played the Wizards a couple... Uh, was it last year? Damn. Going crazy in this gym. Um, um, I, I got a long ways to go. <laughs> um, but uh, most memorable sporting moment in my life, I guess in person... I guess you could say Kobe's last game, and that's kind of maybe recency bias because 
That's all I could really think of off the top. Um, I don't even know, bro. I seen James Harden drop 50. Um, I seen LeBron. You guys remember... Please let me know if y'all remember this. Do you guys remember when the Cavaliers were playing the Wizards in the playoffs and LeBron went up to Gilbert Arenas and he tapped him on the shoulder and was like, you missed this, it's over? I was at that game. This was a long time ago. Um, my dad took me. Um, I was there. Um, another memory I got. Ooh. No. So, back when the NBA had its lockout, um... It was a game up at Trinity. It was Drew League versus Goodman League. And you had KD. You had Harden. I was there, obviously. DeMar DeRozan. John Wall. Um, Ty Lawson. Brandon Jennings. Um, DeMarcus Cousins. Um, so many dudes. That might have been probably the best moment. Most memorable. Maybe even best that I've ever been to in my entire life. Because I even got to, you know, dab up some of the dudes and all of that. Dab up KD. Um, but it was just cool, man. Because it was just straight up pickup, man. Like, everybody was letting each other do their thing and all of that. Brandon Jennings was crip walking and stuff. Um, it was cool, bro. It was cool. So, I'm going to say that one, man. It was up at Trinity um, back in the NBA lockout back in 2011. Y'all go look that up. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, the Metallic Fives that came out on the same exact day that that game was played on. So it was like early August, I believe. Um, <laughs> Jalen said he ain't tolerating the Allen Iverson slander. <laughs> um, hey, bro, John Skelton, bro, was really on the Cardinals throwing Larry Fitzgerald passes, bro. Ain't that wild? Um, CD Lamb or Jerry Judy? Um, it depends on what you're looking for because I talked about this. I think I talked to you about it, man. Um, this is this three really good receivers in the draft. And they're gonna go very early. You got Ceedee Lamb, you got Jerry Judy, and you also got Henry Ruggs. I think I like him more just because he's he's super fast. I'm not gonna curse, but um, he's super fast. Matter of fact, matter, <laughs> I'm not gonna curse. He's super fast. I was gonna pause my I was gonna pause my microphone and just curse, but nah. Um, Jerry Judy's a speedster. I mean, um, Henry Ruggs is a speedster. Jerry Judy is a, a fantastic route runner. I'm one of the best route runners to come out in a while. Um, CeeDee Lamb, chunk play machine. It's about what you like, man. It's literally about your personal preference. Um, I'm going to say Jerry Judy, though. I'm going to say Jerry Judy. Give me Judy. Um, top five receivers right now. Appreciate you coming through, man. Shout out to you, bro. Um, top five receivers. Um, um, Michael Tom. No order. No order. No, no order. I don't want to buy it. You, Michael Thomas, number one. Um, uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, Julio. Um, my parents were happy, yo. Um, Michael Thomas, Julio. Uh, god damn, bro. Um. Can I say Antonio Brown? Can I say A.B.? Because he's still top five, bro. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins in the fourth zone is going to be hard because uh, it's like that Odell tier with like Odell Diggs. Um, Odell Diggs. Devontae Adams. Um, it's like that tier. Uh, Mike Evans. 
Um. Uh. Yeah, I don't know, bro. <laughs> it, it'd be like that, but I'm gonna say Odell. Odell, my guy. So top five. Uh, say Michael Thomas, Julio, AB. Um. Let's say Odell. Who else I say, bro? I don't even know. I don't even know. Uh, let's keep it moving. Um, Juan got me right. <laughs> um, yeah, B. Jones. That's how I know. I said it's been a minute since teams, uh, three teams out of the same division made the playoffs. Yeah, that's that. That's what I was alluding to right there. Um, Jalen got a question. Who will? And I, I appreciate the love for Ocho Cinco, man, because I feel like he be he gets forgotten too, man. Uh, he played on the Bengals pretty much his whole career. We all know about that brief stint with the Patriots that didn't work out. And then he was on the Dolphins. But then um, domestic violence thing happened with him and Evelyn and all that. But, um, yeah, I feel like Ocho Cero gets forgotten about a lot. Um, Go look up for a good laugh. Go watch Chad Ocho Cinco training and talking. Go check that out. B. Jones know what I'm talking about. Y'all go watch that video. He's, he's working out. Outside, he's wearing orange. So you, you you won't miss it, and uh, go watch Chad Ocho single can't be touched. Next question: Who will have a more immediate impact on their new team, Hop Diggs or Gurley? I like this question. I'm gonna say DeAndre Hopkins though, um, simply because he's the better player at his position, um, than these other guys. Todd Gurley's still good, but he can't really stay healthy. He's been on a pitch count lately. Um, Stephon Diggs, another guy who gets these weird nagging injuries, like the Kyrie Irving type of injuries, like hamstrings and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to say DeAndre Hopkins, though, man. He's going to – and impact might not necessarily go as catching, him making catches, um, but like, I just feel like him out there is going to open up things for everyone else on the offense. Larry Fitzgerald, Andy Isabella, Kristen Kirk. Um gonna help those guys out but I still think he'll be he'll still be nuke man because I mean for a long time he was still nuke he was catching passes from Tom Savage you know what I'm saying so I'm gonna say that uh good question though um what's your favorite Kobe memory and Ty what you talking about I feel like you was talking about uh the Goodman versus uh you had to be talking about the Goodman and um and uh, Julie John Trinity, you had him. You was there. You got to be talking about that. My favorite Kobe memory. Um, said this a couple months ago. Uh, right after he passed, I'ma still say, um, his last game in DC because I felt like I felt like bro was scoring for me, bro, bro. Bro went out there and got the early piece for me. Um, and I always allude to this because it's like a random memory because it's not like people when they think Kobe, they think about the 81 point game, his last game. Um, 62 through three quarters. Um, he ran Shaq out of town. That's the first thing to come to your minds. Uh, he won without Shaq, three-peated with him. Um, Matt Barnes, him and Matt Barnes, that whole thing. Um, but I always point this one out, and I really want y'all to go look this one up if y'all haven't. So, in game five of the 2010 finals, they lost this game, but Kobe Bryant scored 17 straight points. Bruh shot a, he drilled a deep three. He caught an alley-oop, like, with his hand, just, like, just laying it up there. It was crazy. Um, he had another shot that had, like, a lucky bounce that bounced in. Um, go watch that. You can find it on YouTube. Um, he scored 17 in game five. They did, they did lose the game, but um, 
it was like at that moment I was like, yo, like you can never count the Lakers out because they got Kobe. So that's how I felt about that one. Um, other memories, last game, like I said, obviously the the the, the mainstream, the mainstream memories, as I like to say. Um, yeah, those those type of things. Um, but those are, and then uh, he had a big game against the Suns in the playoffs. It's a closeout game. Um, Olympics in 20, 2008, I was going to say 2008, <laughs> 2008, um, he basically closed the game out. He closed Spain out and he hit a, he had a four point play, hit the four point play and he goes like this, um, very big shot. Um, there's so many Kobe, I can go all day, but a uh, great question, great question, Ty. Um. <laughs> B. Jones said Jerry Judy roast too crispy. Um, I don't know what B. Jones saying no to. Um, what advice do you give people that are on the fence about starting a podcast? And what were some of your troubles starting out? I really like this question. I I, I like questions like this, man. Y'all can ask me anything. Favorite movies, uh, TV show. I don't really watch a lot of TV. Um, what do I do for fun? I don't know, bro. I can ask me anything, but. Definitely great sports questions. I appreciate everybody for being here again. Um, what advice do you give people that are on the fence about starting a podcast and what were some of your troubles starting out? Um, honestly, just go for it, man. Just go for it. Um, if you're passionate about it. Because I don't want anybody to just start up a podcast and it's not something you want to do or you don't have a topic that you're passionate about or you don't have... A topic that you're also passionate about, but you don't have the a huge body of content to put out. See, see what people fail to understand is, see, like I've I've been blessed and with social media and stuff that I can have a platform. So people like me, Jalen and Tykira, we have our own podcast and it's sports. But sports is a never-ending cycle. Like you guys are still asking me sports questions, even though everything is on a standstill right now. So what I would encourage somebody who wants to start a podcast, wants to start anything, just be passionate about what you're doing, what you're talking about, and you'll be just fine. Um, what were some of my troubles starting out? Um, I was really, really nervous about doing it, man, because like, nobody going to hear this. Nobody, who wants to listen to me talk about sports? Even though I talk about sports all the time in my daily life, but I just, I, my fear was who's going to want to hear me out. So that was one of my troubles. And then if you look and you listen to episode one, episode, just listen to my first 10 episodes. Just, you don't got to listen to the whole thing. Just listen to the first couple of minutes. But I was real shy. I was real nervous. I was real timid. And I was still talking about the right content. But I, and I knew what I was talking about. But I was just nervous. And I just, I just really didn't know how to go about it. But that was my trouble for real, for real. And then collaborating with people, it took me a while. B. Jones was my first guest on episode 35. Then I had my dad on. I had Jarris Lyles um, because you and BC had a historic run. So, yeah, man, I was just nervous when I really first started out. But uh, shout out to the people that helped me and the people that supported me from day one, man. My um, guy B. Jones, my guy Jabari Cooper. My um, guy Sean, he told me, they all told me to start the podcast. They said, we're going to be right with you 100% of the way. So I'm forever grateful for them. And I'm forever grateful for you guys, man, because this helped me. This podcast has helped me um, connect with so many people. I met Takira just through doing a podcast and stuff, man. 
I said, I, I really want you on, man. Um, but listen to it if you like. If you like what I do, man, you know we could do some collabs. Uh, Jalen Hunter, obviously, I collab with him. Fourteen on Phenom Bank. Um, my guy Zeke. Um, interviewed a couple of people, man. Mark Tillman, Chris Adoya Chim, um, Adrian Branch. But yeah, man, uh, great question. I really like that question. <laughs> hey, B Jones, you a fool. Um. Justin Herbert or Jordan Love? Um, either. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Jordan Love though. Um, they got as far as um their physical um strengths and their measurables, they're about the same. I don't know, man. They're they're about the same. Um, but I just think both guys need the right system around them, the right coach to believe in them because they have some talent. Hey, this joint shut. Hey, IG live shut you down after an hour, bro. This joint talking about some two minutes remaining. I'm gonna start this joint back up though. Um, but yeah, let me let me keep going to the questions. Um, who will have a better career barring injury? Kyler, give me Kyler Murray. Um, no no knock on Tua. Um, barring injury though is the real point of emphasis that you just hit on. Um. I'm going to say Kyler, though, man. I, do, I really do like Kyler. At first, I didn't really like him. I, I just thought it was a bunch of hype because uh, Lincoln Riley, he squeezes every ounce out of his quarterback. So I just thought, will he be limited? But when he got to the pros, he had another coach that believed in him just like just like Lincoln Riley did. Cliff Kingsbury believes in him the same way Lincoln Riley did. So I'm going to say Kyler, though. But Tua, it depends on – it kind of remains to be seen because I don't know where he's going to wind up. So – I would assume the Dolphins because they've been wanting him for years. Uh, so I'm going to say that. Let me read these questions um, before I shut this thing down. But I'm going to restart it, but I know I'm going to lose the questions that I was asked. So we got where does Cam end up? Um, shut up, bro. Talking about some. You remember Kobe literally stopped. Man, I'm not going to entertain the negativity. Um, where does Clowney go? So we got where does Cam Newton go? Where does Clowney go in his brief top five? So, uh, I'm about to restart the live, and then I'm going to answer all of those. So, can y'all please retype these questions, because I may forget all of them. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to start this back up, man. Appreciate y'all coming through. I'm about to start it by question. And um, the question was, uh, Cam's new team. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, I really don't know. Because a lot of, a lot of teams... That I thought he that he was gonna get picked up by, didn't pick him up. Um, I thought the Bears would be a potential fit. The Chargers said they're rolling with Tyreek. I mean, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> um, what else? Um, I I thought the Patriots would have shown some interest interest, but they haven't. Um. What else? I don't really know. I don't really know where Cam Newton's going to end up. It's crazy. I'm sure, like, he probably has, like, an offer to come in and be a backup. I'm sure he has that at least. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. Um, what else? What? Jalen asked me something, bro. Somebody asked me something. I just can't remember. Um, he said something about Drew Brees. I don't remember. That's why I need y'all people back in this job, bro. 
No. Cam Newton is not ending up on the skin simply because they have Dwayne Haskins and then they just got Kyle Allen. So the potential fit there I don't see. And then they still have Alex Smith on the roster. And I don't and the way the Redskins are paying players right now, um they're paying guys like minimum contract. Sean Davis, five million, Ronald Darby, four million. And not you know, doling out a boatload of money to players at the moment. So, uh, he said, was Drew Brees top five all time? Oh, yeah. Bro, I wish y'all people... Bro, I was about to set this thing off, man. Oh, top, my top five quarterbacks, I'm going to just give it to you right now. No order. No order. No order. Peyton Manning. Tom Brady. Um... Joe Montana, Patrick LeVon Mahomes II, and uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers. That's tough. That's tough. Cause, Cause I'm throwing Mahomes in there all rip, Slim. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Um, Aaron Rodgers, bro. Drew Brees ain't top five, bro. My top five quarterbacks. I'm going to give it to y'all again. And I'm leaving this up. If anybody wants to debate me about it, I'm going to be here. We all going to be in the house. Quarantine, baby. So, we got Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. This in no order. Oh, my God. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second. It's so it's between Aaron Rodgers and Breeze. Breeze got the numbers too, and he got a chip. Rodgers got numbers too and a chip, but Breeze got my uh, Breeze got every record. So I'm gonna I gotta go Breeze. I gotta go Breeze, man. I gotta go Breeze. Yeah, he top five. Aaron Rodgers number six. Then um, uh, probably uh, Dan Marino after that. I never really understood the hype of people in John Elway. Bro, it wasn't even that tough to me. And I know he played in like a, a um, an era where people were running the football. But, um, yeah. Tell me I'm tripping, bro. I, I never understood that fascination about John Elway. But if Dan Marino played in this NFL, bro, he'd probably be putting up some sick numbers. But Mahomes top five all the time. I don't care what y'all got to say about it. I don't care. Don't really care. Elway definitely top 10. I just never heard the exact. Bro, 56 completion percent. That's, bro, I never understood the hype, bro. Bro, what's so nice about him? Because he was on a championship team. Bro, his team which I like stacked, bro. Hey, Ty, if you're listening, uh, I was just going over my top five quarterbacks. And you know I like the Chiefs. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is top five to me. Don't care if he only played two years. He only played like 33 games. I don't care. He top five, bro. Who better? Who better? Who better? Who better? So, uh, yeah. Um, What's next? <laughs> All right. So, uh, Bink said, where Dak at? Bro, get out of here. Get out of here, bro. Hey, yo, hey. Hey, if y'all want me to do this, like, again, like, make this, like, a weekly thing, I might got to do this. Like, I might got to make this, like, a quarantine. Like, bro, we all gonna be in the house, bro. Y'all might as well come talk to me. 
No, you good, Ty. You good. Y'all had to come. Bro, if y'all think I should do this like a weekly thing, like a quarantine Monday, I'm going to have to do it, bro. I'm going to have to do it, bro. I'm going to have to. What my parents say, yo? What's up, mom? Say hi to my mom. Back in my chair. Yeah, if y'all want me to make me, if y'all want me to do this like a weekly thing, I'm gonna have to, bro. I'm having a lot of fun. I might not record all these because this on an hour long, but um, yeah, man, I'm gonna have to do this. Give me some more questions, people. Give me some more questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> give me, some, give me some more questions. Um. What y'all, what, what's up with y'all, man? What y'all eat for dinner, man? What y'all do today? Uh, what y'all do today? How y'all doing, man? How y'all, how y'all doing? Um, oh, Bing said, uh, Jadevian Clowny. I don't know where he's gonna end up, man. I got a feeling he might end up back with, um, the Seahawks. But I don't know, bruh. He asking for a lot of money. And it's kind of crazy, yo. He's... Jameis, Cam, and Clowney were all number one overall picks. And they're all looking for work right now. And this would be the second wave of free agency. Um, but I see the reception in here. Y'all here for Quarantine Monday. I like answering questions, bro, because it'd be random stuff. And it's going to always be random stuff to talk about, man. Um, I had my wine earlier, bro. I don't think it's any more. Um... I think my dad downstairs watching All American by himself. My mom child, like, hey, she's not loyal. But, um, what's up, man? Send me some more questions. Bro said, bro said Popeye's chicken sandwiches suck now, unfortunately. <laughs> hey, man, the first wave, like, the first release, bro, like, you know how, like, like, they be coming out, like, with Jordans, but then they come out again? Like, the first release of the Popeye sandwiches was crazy, bruh. <laughs> Jones was wild. <laughs> hey, them Jones is, <laughs> Jones is crazy, bruh. Um, uh, Brianna said she never understood the chicken sandwich hype. Nah, that Jones, that Jones hitting the first time, bruh. That Jones hitting. Uh, it did get a little out of hand, bruh. Somebody died and all of that. I'm um, not condoning violence. But Ro Roman Rooster got the best chicken sandwich. I don't know. Chick-fil-A and Popeye's. Roman Rooster the best that Jonah Smash hit, bruh. It is a little pricey compared to those other places. But, um, Jonah hit, bruh. Tell him Mike Curry from Curry in the Pot Century. Um, uh, what else, man? Send me some more questions. Um, uh, what's stopping your Celtics from being great? Um, um, Giannis? <laughs> <laughs> Giannis <laughs> um, uh, When I look at the Celtics though man They're a nice team um, Jason Tatum What's the whole Corona thing man Jason Tatum was Emerging And I like JT man uh, Duke guy Shout out to Duke I know um, Brianna likes Kentucky Tykira likes North Carolina But shout out to Duke Okay Shout out to Duke. Um, yeah, shout out to Bank Stop. Shout out to uh, shout out to Jason Tatum though. Um, I just don't think that the team can necessarily win if Kimba Walker is their, their best player. Now I know Jason Tatum is a merchant and he is their best player on some nights. 
Um, but um, <laughs> Rosie, shout out to Maryland. Hey, shout out to Maryland though, man. It was hooping this year, bro. I was intrigued to see how they was gonna do in the tournament, man. All this stuff is madness. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> this is fun, man. This is so much fun. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, uh, back to the Celtics though. I don't think a team that has Kemba Walker as their best player can can be great. And there's no knock on Kemba Walker, but he's a small guard. He's not Allen Iverson. Um, that was the last time I've really seen a small guard carry his team to the the promised land. Although Iverson didn't win because he went against Kobe and Shaq. I mean, who was really winning back then? They three-peated. But I just don't think that they could necessarily be um, great if, if Kemba Walker is their lead guy. Um, Jason Tatum is emerging, but there's only year three for him. Uh, he's still a, he's still a few years away from his prime, but um, uh, shout out to Jason Tatum though, man. But Giannis is stopping him from being great. Um, what's next? Um, Tatum, LeBron, stop, bro, stop, stop, stop it, fourteen year old, stop. Um. I love JT. I just finished talking about it, but come on, man. I don't know why I'm acknowledging you. Uh, Rob said, shout out to Maryland. Takira said, she might got to leave. Why, man? Do great. Let's just let's just talk about it. Let's just talk about it. Let's have a dialogue. Um, who's the last great? I'm not. I'm, I'm asking a serious question. Like, who's the last great North Carolina player that was, like, great from Carolina but actually do good in the league? I know we're in this one-and-done era and stuff like that, but... Who really hooping like that from North Carolina? Like, dude got a lot of duels. We got JT, Zion. Um, damn, I feel like I sucked with stopping it. Uh, Brandon Ingram, uh, Kyrie, even though he only played 11 games. Yeah, Danny Green was nice at uh, North Carolina, but he ain't nice in the league. He sucks now. Hey, oh, man, just because you said Danny Green, I'm about to get on this. Oh, man, I'm about to go on the Danny Green rant, bro. Danny Green is a scam. A scam. S-C-A-M. Scam. Bro was getting paid 15 million American dollars to average nine points. And wait a minute. Lonzo Ball shoots a better three-point percentage than Danny Green. I mean, I mean, he is a good role player, bro. But he is scam for right now. 15 million dollars? And you're only making three more threes than me. I'm just I'm just messing around with, with more than me, but. $15 million to score nine points. I know he guarding, like, elite players and all that. But, but bro, look what he was doing in the 2013 finals. Was on the other day, bro. And he was guarding LeBron here and there, even though Kawhi was the, the main guy guarding him. But, like, bro was... Bro, just, he had the uh, record for the most threes in an NBA final series. And this man can't make... He can't make a jump shot to save his life. But back to the Duke combo, man. We got JT Zion, um, Bagley, um, Brennan Ingram, um, Kyrie. Um, I'm just naming the guys that's cooking right now. Uh, but even the dude's not cooking. Tyus Jones, uh, Justice Winslow. But like, Duke got like star power now. Just like coming into the league. Uh, Kentucky, they had a little run too. You still got Anthony Davis. Uh, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, De'Aaron Fox is in the league now. Um, there's so many dudes, bro. Like, 
It was just like, be like, damn, he went, he went to Kentucky, he went to Duke. Yeah, Duke got better. That's what I wanted you to say. Thank you. Um, but I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Um. Oh, I like this. Bink said, Duke, Kyrie, Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum, Zion, Marvin Bagley versus Kentucky Wolf. Oh yeah, nah, I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking Kentucky. I said AD, bro. Bro, I said AD. I said AD. I said AD. He played for the Lakers. I know he went to Kentucky, man. Um, I'm taking Kentucky, and it's all bias aside, but Devin Booker just does it for me. And AD, that'll be a, that'll be a tough game, bro. That man, that'll be tough. That'll be a nice game. Who coming off the bench? See, the best players would be key. Kentucky would have Cat off the man. The Harrison twins, maybe, because they was hooping at Kentucky, bro. The Harrison twins was hooping at Kentucky. That's one thing I will say. Eric Bledsoe, yes sir, yes sir, man. So Duke will have like Jabari Parker, Clint Cook. Ooh, yo, that'll be tough, bro. These hypotheticals is crazy. Um. Oh yeah, forgot about RJ Barrett. I was never a fan, bro. Him or Cam Reddish. I was never really a fan. Um. I got some more questions for me. I need some more questions. This is fun. I I said the Aaron Fox earlier, but um, Cam. I, I don't like Cam Reddish. I don't like him like that. I mean, he was. I don't like him like that. <laughs> I don't. I was never really. Oh, Tyler Hero for yo Kentucky would be loaded, man. Kentucky would win. There'd be anybody. If we talking about like current day players now, North Carolina now they got the goat though. They do got Michael Jordan. Um, they got a, they got all the dudes from back then, bro. James Worthy, Michael Jordan, Kenny the Jet Smith, Tyler Hansborough was a dog. Ty Lawson was a dog. Hey, Dad, is that you? Um, North Carolina had dudes back then, but um, it's crazy. Uh, what y'all got for me, man? What y'all got for me? I had a. a Bunch of fun answering questions from earlier. Them Jones was going crazy. Top 10 point guards in the league. Top 10 point guards in the league. Ooh, put me on the spot. Put me on the spot. Um, no order. I No order because I ain't got time. Y'all going to be coming in my head if I do an order. Um, Dame. This is the first name that's coming to my mind. No order. Dame Westbrook. Um, Kyrie went healthy. So, Kyrie... Uh, Kimba, it's top 10. Top 10 is kind of easy to do, bro. Let's do top 5 or something, man. That, that's hard. People will come in my neck for that. Um, Actually, my top 10 point guards right now, Rajon Rondo, Lonzo Ball, um, Ricky Rubio, um, um, <laughs> um, Kobe White, um, uh, who else top 10? Uh, who else top 10 point guard, bro? Um, who else? Um, uh, 
<laughs> Alex Caruso. I don't think he's a point guard. Uh, let me stop playing. Uh, Dame, Westbrook, Kyrie, um, Kimba. Kyle Lowry top 10, even though I don't like him. John Morant, Trey Young. Trey Young's in the conversation now. Um, is Ben Simmons still a point guard? Chris Paul. Um, yeah, Chris Paul still top 10, bro. He was an all star this year. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to order no more. Uh, top, top 10s are too much. I like top five. Top five backcourts right now. Um, uh, I'm going to just say, like, injuries, like, aside. So, still Steph and Clay. Um, I, I ain't going to do this in order. Uh, Damon CJ, still the top five backcourt. I got for me because uh, if y'all don't, I'm gonna have to wrap this thing up till next Monday. This was hella fun, but um, and I feel like I can get more people in this joint too. But if that's it, um, thank you guys for coming through. Thank you guys who came to the second like recording, like the second airing of this because I had to redo it. Um, I am gonna drop it. <laughs> I'm gonna drop this drink though for the people who weren't here. This was a lot of fun. Um, I'm gonna drop this thing, send it over to my guy B. Jones, the co-producer, Curling the Pot. But I really, really appreciate everyone who came and tuned in, man. Next Monday should be a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys, man. You guys stay safe out there. Um, in all seriousness, man, this coronavirus pandemic is going crazy. Sincerely love and care for every last one of you guys. But until next Monday, because it looks like it's going to be a thing. I'm Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 123 is done. Peace. I love y'all.